Section 3 The Power of Love, The Power of the Principle, and God's Commandment Section 3.1 The Power of Love and the Power of the Principle in the Human Fall Human beings are created through the principle, and they are meant to live according to the way of the principle. Therefore, it cannot be that the force inherent in the principle would induce a person to deviate from the way of the principle and cause him to fall. This may be compared to a train which cannot run off the track unless, aside from a breakdown in the track or locomotive, some outside force, stronger than the train's forward momentum, collides with it and pushes it in a different direction. Similarly, for human beings, the force inherent in the principle guides their growth in the proper direction. But if some stronger force from a different direction and with an unprincipled purpose collides with them, they will surely fall. The force which is stronger than the force of the principle is none other than the power of love. While human beings are in the state of immaturity, it is possible that the power of unprincipled love can induce them to fall. Why is the power of love stronger than the power of the principle? Why did God create it stronger when this leaves open the possibility that the power of deviant love might collide with a person in the state of immaturity and cause him to fall? According to the principle of creation, God's love is the subject of all loves flowing within the four-position foundation which is established when its members have completed the three-object purpose through their dynamic love for each other. Without God's love, there is no way to establish the true four-position foundation. Without God's love, there is no way for us to fulfill the purpose which we were created. Love is truly the source and wellspring of our life and happiness. Although God created human beings based on the principle, He governs us through love. Accordingly, in order for love to fulfill its proper role, its power must be stronger than the power of the principle. If the power of love were weaker than the power of the principle, God could not govern human beings through love. Rather, we would pursue the principle more than the love of God. For this reason, Jesus tried to raise his disciples with the truth, but it was his love that saved them. Section 3.2 Why God Set Up the Commandment as an Object of Faith Why did God nurture the faith of Adam and Eve by giving them the commandment, do not eat of the fruit? In their immature state, Adam and Eve could not be directly governed by God through love. Because the power of love is stronger than the power of the principle, God foresaw that if they ever formed a common base with the archangel, there was a possibility that they could succumb to the power of deviant, unprincipled love and fall. To prevent this, God gave Adam and Eve the commandment that forbade them from relating with the angel in this way. No matter how powerful the unprincipled love of the archangel might be, had Adam and Eve adhered to God's commandment, forming a common base with God and engaging in give and take with him and no other, the power of the archangel's unprincipled love would not have affected them and they would never have fallen. Tragically, Adam and Eve did not obey the commandment, but formed a common base with the archangel and had give and take with him. Hence, the power of illicit love pushed them off the track. It was not only to prevent their fall that God gave immature human beings the commandment. God also wanted them to enjoy dominion over the natural world, including the angels, by inheriting his creative nature. In order to inherit this creatorship, human beings should perfect themselves through their faith in the word as their own portion of responsibility. God gave the commandment not to the archangel, but only to human beings. God wished to exalt the dignity of human beings as bestowed by the principle of creation, which entitled them to stand as God's children and govern even the angels.
Section 3.3 The period during which the commandment was necessary. Was God's commandment not to eat of the fruit binding forever? God's second blessing was to be fulfilled when Adam and Eve entered God's direct dominion of love by joining as true husband and wife and bearing and raising children in God's love. Indeed, the principle mandates that human beings eat of the fruit once they reach full maturity of character. The power of love is stronger than the power of the principle. Had Adam and Eve reached perfection, become a godly husband and wife, and experienced God's direct governance by the absolute power of his love, their conjugal love would have become absolute. No person, no power in the universe could ever break that bond of love. At this point, Adam and Eve would never fall. There would have been no way for the love of the archangel, who is inferior to human beings, could ever have severed the conjugal love of Adam and Eve once it was grounded firmly in God. Accordingly, God's commandment, do not eat of the fruit, was binding upon Adam and Eve only while they were immature. Section 4 The Consequences of the Human Fall What were the consequences of the spiritual and physical fall of Adam and Eve for the entire universe, including humankind and the angels? Let us discuss some of the most serious consequences. Section 4.1 Satan and Fallen Humanity Satan is the name given to the archangel Lucifer after he fell. When the first human ancestors fell, they bound themselves in blood ties with Lucifer. They formed a four-position foundation yoked to Satan, and thus all humanity became the children of Satan. This is why Jesus said to the people, You are of your father the devil, and called them a brood of vipers. St. Paul wrote, Not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly, as we wait for adoption as sons, indicating that no one belongs to the lineage of God. Instead, due to the fall of the first human ancestors, human beings are of the lineage of Satan. Had Adam and Eve reached full maturity and built a four-position foundation centered on God, the world of God's sovereignty would have been established at that time. While still mature, however, they fell and formed a four-position foundation centering on Satan. Consequently, the world has come under Satan's sovereignty. Hence, the Bible calls Satan the ruler of this world and the god of this world. Once Satan came to dominate human beings who were intended to be the lords of creation, he also achieved dominion over everything in the universe. Accordingly, it is written, The creation waits with eager, longing for the revealing of the sons of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in travail together until now. These verses describe the agony of the creation under the dominion of Satan as it longs for the appearance of unfallen people, who have perfected their original nature. It yearns for the day when they will vanquish Satan and rule it in love. Section 4.2 Satan's Activities in Human Society Satan is constantly accusing all people before God, as he did Job, in order to drag them into hell. However, even Satan cannot perpetuate his evil activity unless he first finds an object partner with whom he formed a common base and engage in give-and-take action. Satan's object partners are evil spirits in the spirit world. The object partners to these evil spirits are the spirit selves of evil people on earth, and the vehicles through which these evil spirit selves act 
their physical selves. Accordingly, the power of Satan is conveyed through evil spirits and is manifested in the activities of earthly people. For example, Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, and Jesus once called Peter Satan. In the Bible, the spirits of evil earthly men are called angels of the devil. The kingdom of heaven on earth is a restored world in which Satan can no longer instigate any activity. To realize this world, it is necessary for all humanity to eliminate the common base with Satan, restore their common base with God, and engage in give-and-take action with him. The prophecy that in the last days God will confine Satan into a bottomless pit signifies that Satan will be utterly incapable of any activity, since there will no longer be any counterpart with whom Satan can relate. In order to eliminate our common base with Satan and be capable of judging him, we must understand the identity and crime of Satan and accuse him before God. However, God endowed human beings and angels with freedom. Therefore, he cannot restore them by force. Of their own free will, human beings are to bring Satan to voluntary submission by upholding the word of God through fulfilling their responsibility. Only in this way can we be restored to the original ideal purposed by God at the creation. Because God works his providence based on this principle, the history of the providence of restoration has been repeatedly prolonged.